can say good morning, good morning, good morning to you. Good morning. My name is Kathy Roxon. This is the LUTG Radio Show on LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Am I moving around too much? Woo! I'm all excited. Am I moving around too much? Oh, I'm all excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Why? Because we're entering into God's space. That's right. You heard me. You heard me. We are entering into God's space right now. Right now. I'm going to turn off this comment so in case y'all don't know. I don't know what it looked like from the outside. But here we go. You can see all of me now. And you can probably see all of me. Well, not all. You know what I mean. <laughs> all right. So, like I was saying, Father God, we just thank you. So, we in the morning, I like to open up with prayer with y'all. All right. So, this is how you do it. This is how I learned. This is how my pastor taught me. Uh, one, my first pastor was over six feet tall. That was my daddy. He taught me some essential things of life and whatnot. But then my second pastor, he was a fat, roundy guy. Guy across the street. He wasn't exactly my pastor because I wasn't allowed to join the church. I later found out why. Because, well, he was not a nice guy. We're going to leave it at that. Moving on. And then, uh, he like, what, what do you mean not a nice guy? He wasn't nice to his wife. He was nice to everybody else, but not nice to his wife. So, you know, we're going to move on. All right, so be nice to your wives, dudes. All right, and then my uh, my uh, next pastor, I, I just called these, these, these I, I, I said they're my pastor, but well, this one actually was because I did join the church. I was about 20-something. So I've always been around church, but people people wouldn't offer me salvation. But they would try and teach me how to pray. And I thought, that is so crazy. You won't offer me salvation, but you'll teach me how to pray. So that's like a crook walking into a bank and going, um, yo, uh, I got on a suit and everything, but I'm going to still rob you. All right? Is that cool? Is that cool? Look, I'm going to take what you got, you know, because I got on a suit. So you, you got to give it to me. I look dressed. I look like I belong here. I look like I belong here. So, you know. <laughs> give me what you got up. Give me what you got. Hey. So you don't want to go into you don't want to go into God like a bootleg. You ever been have you ever seen a bootleg? Back when I was growing up, bootlegs that were made for the movies. They take a real video camera and put and put it up on on the, and hold it up and try to capture the whole movie. Sometimes they get caught and sometimes they wouldn't. But people will still buy that bootleg because it's only a couple of dollars and, and them and their whole friends and everybody, they can have it forever. And, you know, all their friends can keep on watching it and, you know, the movie industry lose out a couple of dollars, a couple of million. But they're like, well, they rich, it don't matter. And then the bootleg, then the movie companies started making their own bootlegs. You're like, what? They was making their own bootlegs? Yeah. Movie rentals. <laughs> they're like, forget this. We cannot beat them. They would release them early. They would create their own companies to, to release the stuff just to get ahead of the bootleg people. <laughs> Bootleggers found another way. They were still selling bootlegs. <laughs> anyway, you like Kathy, you move you're going too far. You're going too far. Okay. You got you need to be saved. So we're gonna go ahead and offer you salvation right now, even before we put on the whole armor of God, even before we pray. Because I don't want you coming to God as a bootleg. I don't want you coming to God in a suit, but you ain't got no substance in the suit. 
Now that don't mean that you don't know how to conduct your business. You know, you you got you probably own a jewelry store. You own uh, you probably own a grocery store. You probably own a, a airlines. You know, you can own an airlines, a radio station. You can own a TV station, whatever. You know, you can own a newsletter company. Those newsletter companies are really popular. I mean, newsletters was the first thing before newspaper. I think that's how it went. Well, actually, your grandma then was a newsletter. <laughs> they write a letter to auntie girl this is what's happening over here tell me what's going on in your state <laughs> the postal mail the postal mail was the first delivery of the newsletters anyway okay <laughs> folklore stuff that your family would take so i guess folklore was actually that's verbal communication anyway enough for all that. I want you to be saved before we start entering into prayer. So I, don't, I can't say that I'm going to offer you salvation first every day, but it would be actually it's a good idea to do. And what you need to know is that God loves you 100%. The word of God in John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's eternity, y'all. That's like forever, forever, ever forever ever for real <laughs> for real and so uh we're gonna offer you salvation so that you can spend an eternity with god and also so that you can get the benefits of eternity in heaven right now in the earth amen glory to god that's some of the benefits you get from heaven is healthy healing amen sound mind sound body blessings wealth riches family healthy family a husband or, or a wife, a spouse that loves you and ain't just there for the good times. And then when you get a little bit old, you know, you can be looking good still being old. But he's like, oh, you're an old model. Let me go give me a young model. He ain't going to do that. When you get older, he's going to be like, oh, my goodness, girl, you just as fine as you was when you was 25. Dang. Well, let's say y'all met in high school. Girl, oh, girl, I still see you in that chili outfit. Oh, my goodness. Or for the women, dang boy, you are you are my covering. Thank you. You've been covering me since we were little. We were like seven years old and you would cover me. You would even bring me lunch to school. I even had a lunch. You'd be like, I just brought an extra in case you wanted some. You're like, oh, you're like, you have always covered me. And you kept yourself up. You fine, look. You all good. You good looking. Look at you. You still good. I like you. I like your beard. Oh my goodness. And she started twisting it like, mm-hmm. Like she like she like she like 15 again. <laughs> Her mind then went back to like, yeah. He used to do a whole bunch of stuff for me. Uh did I tell you today that I appreciate you? <laughs> I just want to tell you I appreciate you. Shoot. You bought my web, my, my, you bought my domain for me. You took it back when somebody stole my, somebody took my domain. They was trying to charge me thousands of dollars. You went and snatched it back. Oh my goodness. You're so cute. Man, you was thinking about me. You was only like 23. You're so cute. <laughs> I'm just giving you some random stuff. Because you never know what guys will do for women. They'll see, they'll see that they need something and they'll go do it on the slide and then they won't say nothing. They'll just they'll be like, if she loved me, she'll know it's me. If she loved me, she'll know it's me. And God is saying, if you love me, you will stay faithful to me and I'm going to bless you. He's like, if you give me your heart, I'm going to bless you. 
You stick with me, I'm going to bless you. He's like, God's like, look, look what I've done for you so far. It's in John 3, 16. He says, for God, this is without you even getting saved. This is what God did for you before you even say, okay, Lord God, I want forgiveness of all my sins. Before you even say that, God says, I'm going to give you something first. It's like getting a rose for prom or, or, you know, getting, you know, getting uh, getting some a gift for your birthday or for Christmas or something. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That means death. Don't die, meaning don't go to hell. Perishing means to die. When death actually means to go to hell, means to fall away from God. That Believe, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That means to be with God, to return to God, and live a life that is blessed in him. Now, see, that life is that's eternal, but you get up when you when you get forgiveness, when you receive forgiveness of your sins, you get a part of that eternity now. You get those blessed, you get some of those blessings right now. You have access to everything that God wrote for you right now. For God so for God for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Oh, that's what God did for you. He sacrificed his one and only son. He's like, he's like, look, y'all, don't be getting up on that cross. Don't be getting up on that cross trying to trying to pay pay the price, trying to experience what Jesus experienced. Jesus didn't do that so that you can get up there and get nails drove into your hands. He's like, no, he ain't did that. He did that so that. The next person, let's say your your uncle, you know your uncle, your uncle like to steal. He don't need to steal, but he do it anyway. Why? Because he want to look cool and tough. He do it anyway. So uncle is rich. The whole family is rich, but uncle likes stealing. Uncle don't even need to steal. That's the same thing as you getting on a cross saying, you're going to practice some kind of false religion. It's called Santa Maria. They, they practice a religion where they drop, get nails driven into their hands or their feet so they can experience what Jesus went through. And Jesus is like, no, stop that. That's a mockery. That's a mockery. And some people in the Catholic religion, some sects of the Catholic religion, they'll hit themselves with a cat of nine tails. It's not, it, it, this is like an old, old school thing people would do. And they would hit themselves with a cat and nine tails. That's a leather strap with bones tied to the end. Because they want to hurt themselves and punish themselves for sin. You can have like a dirty thought like, man, she looked like a hog with that hot dog in her face. Well, that's sin. That's judgment. Unrighteous judgment. That's a mockery of people. Don't make fun of people. And so they, what they would do, well, if they saw, saw some girl, and guys are supposed to be attracted to women. That's how you find your mate. But if they see themselves attracted to somebody, they go hurt themselves. That's not what God wants. So don't go hurt yourself. Repent. Say, okay, Lord, look. I need salvation. That's what you need. You need salvation. And then after salvation, you experience that. You'll say, hold on. For no temptation is so great that I cannot withstand. I'm attracted to that person because I'm looking for a mate. I told God what kind of mate I want. But that ain't God didn't say that's your spouse. So that ain't my spouse. So then what do you do? God leads me not into temptation, but delivers me from evil. God is going to cover your loins and let them stay covered until God says, okay, that there is your spouse. We're going to keep them covered until y'all 
come together as one and get married legally. And then y'all can go ahead and, you know, perform your marital duties. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So right now, when you pray that, when you say the prayer of salvation, be forgiven of your sins, you are actually, um, you are doing the, you are receiving forgiveness of your sins and you're marrying your husband, which is your Lord, the Lord Jehovah in the name of Jesus through the blood of Jesus. And so when we, when we get, Jesus forgave us of all our sins. So what we're doing is we're taking on Jesus's identity. We're taking on his blood. His blood is covering us so that when the father sees us, he sees his son and all he sees is forgiveness and love and he blesses us. Sometimes that may be difficult to understand, but that's the gist of what it is. You're being forgiven of all your sins because you, you couldn't pay it. You, your blood is not sin free. And so before I teach you to pray, I want you to get saved. All right. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus. Y'all ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to get saved? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to get saved? La 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 all right, here we go. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Go ahead and say it. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was from this day forward, Lord Jesus. I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah God in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly. 100%. Make me a light in this earth and the salt that gives it flavor. And from this day forward, I will live for you, Jehovah God. In the name of Jesus and share the gospel of Christ Jesus with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. With the evidence of speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues, 
for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Amen. Congratulations! You just got saved. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> amen, 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 amen. You just got saved, beloved. Glory to God. See how many are like, well, what do what do I what do I do now? Amen. Well, what do you do now? Woo! You take authority over your life. This is where we're gonna start praying. All right. So, like I said before, when you pray, you you the Lord's prayer is an example of prayer. That's that's a good example. Let me go ahead and pull that up. The Lord's prayer is a good example of how to pray. Amen, amen. Our Father. Ooh, I get excited about the Lord's Prayer. Uh-oh. I get excited about my... There we go. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. La, 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 la. And so the Lord's Prayer is in the book of Matthew, chapter 6. And so... Um, whenever you open up in prayer, you, you come to the, you come, uh, you repent of your sins and you say, I come to the father through the shed blood of, of, the, of your son, Jesus Christ. That's what Matthew, the beginning of verse nine is talking about Halloween as Halloween, the Lord, that's basically honor and respect. Oh, I apologize. Amen. And so it's honor and respect. All right. See, this is how Jesus did it. And so you say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you through the shed blood of your son, Jesus Christ. All right. And normally when you say that, okay, you say, Father, I appreciate you and I thank you for all you've done for me. You can run off a few things that the Lord has done for you. And then you can say, Father God, this is what I want. That's a quick prayer. Reverence him and then tell him what you want. Now, Jesus, I like the way Jesus did it. Now, that uh, you should have more conversations. What I'm trying to say is you should have more conversations with God. More, have more conversations. You, you should have a relationship with the Lord. So work on having more conversations with him and not just saying, look, I got a grocery list that I need you to fill. God don't mind a grocery list. He got that. He can handle that. But he'd be like, um, on your grocery list, did you put in there time with me? It's kind of like how your, 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 your wife or your husband always saying, uh, yo, babe, I ain't seen you in a minute. Can we spend some time together? You ever experienced that? Or your family or your dad saying, yo, you are, y'all are super busy. All my kids are busy. Y'all like grammar school. Where y'all going? He's like, I know I work a lot, but man, on the weekends, I took the weekend. I made sure I don't work on the weekends so I can spend time with y'all. They're like, dad, we got a game. He's like, well, where the game at? I'm coming. <laughs> He's like, well, come on, dad. <laughs> That is like, I got to track y'all down to spend time with y'all. And your mama like, um, 
put your stuff on the, on the refrigerator. Let me know what the schedule is. Because, you know, I used to schedule a lot, but y'all be scheduling stuff and don't be telling me. And then stuff be running in, and then I miss one of y'all. And so you, she's trying to get everything calculated. So some, so one of the, every kid has somebody at their event supporting them, right? And Jesus, like, when God says that he wants to spend time with you, he just said, look, I want to be there like a father. I'm not just your Lord. I'm not just a friend, but I'm your father. And I want to be there like a father. And Jesus is your brother. And so Jesus and, and Jehovah God is like, I want to be there for you. We family. Talk to me. Spend some time with me. Say, what up, Jesus? Good morning, Father. How you doing? He's like, come on, let's sing together. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And you can add any words on that you want to. I'm not going to sing the rest because I keep hearing another song in my head and I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> but you can add any words on to it. That's the Holy Spirit to give you utterance. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And remember, the Holy Spirit is in the earth right now. Right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now. So the Lord prayer goes like this. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. It says, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So we know he's the Father. We know where he's at. He's in heaven. He's a scribe. He, he's in heaven. And Jesus says, I want you to respect my father. Because that's your father. My father is your father. Respect my father. Call him by his name. Tell him thank you. Appreciate him. That's what hollow is. Hollow is to appreciate, to thank, to worship, to honor. So, our father, which art in heaven... We used to sing that when I was young. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then Jesus says to say, thy kingdom come. And so what that says is, Lord, take me over. Take me over, Lord God. Take me over. Take me over, Lord God. Take me over. Deliver me from all sins. Give me your salvation. Take me over, Lord God. Take me over. Um, a lot of times we think of Jesus as a person, as the only one that paid the price on the cross. But we forget about what the Father did. You're like, well, wait a minute. The Father wasn't on the cross? What do you mean? No, he wasn't on the cross, but he was the one dishing out the punishment. He was the one dishing out the punishment because they had to be exact. So... Him delivering Jesus from death, hell, and the grave and asking Jesus to get on the cross to take the punishment. As powerful as the Lord is, he had to make sure that he didn't go too far. As angry as he was at sin and what sin did to his family, us. Because God, God gets angry, but he don't show it. You ever seen your dad or your mom... <laughs> Your mom, your, your mom might be good at this. She'll get upset about something you did, but yet she hug you. You're like, you just did, you just did something that you sh that she told you a million times not to do, and you, 
And and then <laughs> she you got hurt by what you did. She's like, I and you and you can hear her saying, I, you thought for sure she was gonna say, I told you not to do that. And you thought you was gonna get beat for getting hurt, because oftentimes that's what I don't know about other families. I've seen some white folks do this, but in a black neighborhood, if your parents tell you not to do something. Because you could get hurt. And then you go and do it. They already warn you. If you hurt yourself, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> now, they're just talking hyperbole. But in the moment comes, they get so angry. They be like, oh, I told you. It's not even about the the, you, the bills, the medical bills that could come about this. Like, why would you do something that would take your life? Do you know how long I carried you in my belly? Do you know how long I nurtured you and changed your dirty diapers? You supposed to grow up and be grown and have kids of your own and give me some grandbabies. You supposed to live a long life. God said, well, long life will I satisfy you. How dare you jump off of a cliff and break your neck? <laughs> your mama ready to kill you, but at the same moment, she like, my baby, my baby. You ready to live? And she's like, no, <laughs> my baby. And the prayer mama goes, you on punishment, you know that, right? But I'm going to heal you first. <laughs> she goes, in the name of Jesus, devil, take your hands off my child. And she looks at you and say, get up. You ain't sick. You ain't hurt. You ain't broke. Get up. You go, mama, you go. Hold on. Oh, oh, shoot. Hold on. Oh, I feel good. Mama, I'm still on punishment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I told you not to do that. Yes, you are. I love you, baby. But you on punishment. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We good. Okay. Yeah, mama, we good. We good. You right. You right. <laughs> Y'all like, let's see some jumping. Jump up and down, Kathy. Um, I'm, I'm not your clown. I'm not your performance. I'm telling to you this way because some people need to hear it this way. Some people needed to hear me shout. Some people need to hear and remember because their mama passed on. And so they're trying to remember all the things that their mama said to them. Some of them are grown. Some of them are teenagers. Some of them are little kids. And they're trying to remember the things that their mama said to them. They're trying to remember what grandma said to them because they want to remember. Because they want to. They want the life lessons, but they try. They trying so hard to remember and they cannot remember. But if you ask God, if you read that Bible, if you read that Bible, the word of God will come alive to you because what your grandma, your praying grandma said and what your praying mama said is what's in the Bible. Lean not into your own understanding, but trust fully upon the Lord. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Remember, come is to pursue and overtake me. Give me your salvation, Lord. Thy will be done. It says, oh, Lord God, I surrender. You ever seen a dog lay his neck out before a bigger dog? Like, yo, man, do what you're going to do. I, you the king of this pack. Cool. Man, you know what, bro? I really don't want you to do that, but, you know, bam, here it is. Here go my neck. Do what you're going to do. Surrendering. Although God don't say, yo, God say, look, give me your life and I'm going to bless it. He don't say, give me, he don't say, lay down, submit before me and I'm going to take your life. He don't say that. He says, give me your life and I'm going to bless it. 
I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna bless. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make you blessed. I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna bless you to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing is overflow. Blessed to be a blessing is overflow. That's advance. See, we often forget that when we tell God, "Thy king," when we when when Jesus said to say the prayer, "Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven." Jesus stopped the pastor in the middle of that right right before she said. Um, uh, after she said in earth, he says, hold on, your mama's sick, but there ain't no sickness in heaven. Tell her to say, I am healed. Matter of fact, say over her, you are healed. Mama, you healed. And so what Jesus is saying, every time you go to church, you should be advancing. So let's say last week, this past Sunday, you learned how to pray. All right, you learn how to pray. You putting it to practice. You praying. You praying. Woo! You entered into the kingdom of heaven. You're like, what's up, God? Man, dope. I love it. Great. Now, next Sunday, you go to church. On Wednesday, you go to church. Whenever you go to church, you step foot inside of the church. That is a training center. So the next thing you should be learning is, what is the next step that I need to know? To make sure I'm doing everything that God wrote for me in my book. Learn how to pray. Now you need to learn how to heal. You're like, what? Learn how to heal? For real? Yeah, you should have learned it then, but you was too busy talking with your friends. So we're going to say it now. Every time you go into the church, you should be advancing to the next step. You should not be going backwards. You should not be staying in the same place. You should be advancing. When you learn how to heal a toe, oh, we can start with the skin. You learn how to heal a pimple. Then learn how to heal a cut. Learn how to heal a broken arm, a broken leg, a missing arm, a missing leg, cock eyes, whatever. You learn how to heal and you practice it. Start by practicing on yourself. You're like, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. I'm a perfect specimen. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Except for that attitude. Ain't nothing wrong with being healthy. You, you're supposed to be healthy. But check your attitude because sometimes it's not the physical thing that you're trying to heal, but it can be the emotional thing. So you check yourself and say, look, Lord God, I ain't got no problems. I ain't got no sicknesses. Do I need to improve anything upon me? Identify to me what is going wrong. And God will say, well, you talk bad about yourself. Like, well, Lord, you like, Lord, that's just, you know, I'm just singing on myself. God's like, yeah, you, you signifying that you don't believe me. Anytime you speak negative about yourself, you telling God, I don't believe nothing you say, I don't believe nothing you wrote about me. You what? Because God said, I called you blessed. But you say, man, I'm a dog. Roof, roof. Man, I, stupid, 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 stupid. You keep hitting yourself and calling yourself stupid. Man, I can't never do nothing right. That's what you say. And God's like, hold on, shut up. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that about yourself. Some of y'all call yourself ugly. Uh, stop calling yourself ugly. Some of y'all call yourself weak. God's like, you ain't weak. You meek. Meek is strength. God puts strength in each and every one of us. Say, I am smart. I am smart. So the same, same emotion that you did like this to call yourself stupid. Say, I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm smart. And so instead of putting on stupid, you're taking off stupid and you're putting on smart. I'm smart. 
I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm wise. I'm kind. My kindness don't make me stupid. I'm wise. I'm kind. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Start talking good about yourself. Because every one of those negative words becomes like a vest on your body. And it, it looks like it looks like crochet or or um or macrame. It it looks like a collage. And so and it's like a it's like a dark vest. It's a collage of all kinds of things that open up doors to sin and which brings in sickness and and oppression and depression and 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 it it, it lets bullies know you're easy target. Why are you easy target? Because you talking, you bully yourself. When you talk bad about yourself, you are your first bully. You bullying yourself. And so other bullies be like, yo, that's a doormat right there. Let me go stand on it. Don't bully yourself. Speak good about you. I'm beautiful. I'm kind. I'm smart. Let's say you're a D student. Don't call yourself. The teacher wrote down here, you're a negative D student. And people see that and they say, oh, you stupid. Say, oh, mm -mm. uh-uh. I'm not stupid. I'm coming in to my greatness. This is just door one. This is just me walking through the door. But I am an A student. I am an A student. And you begin to start studying. And keep as you study and things may be difficult, fine. So if you have a difficult subject, then go look around the internet or ask your teacher to break it down into simple terms. Tell her to make it, tell her to make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with what he or she is trying to teach you. Step one. Get it. Get the bread and the peanut butter and the jelly out of the cabinet in the refrigerator. So you're going to open up the cabinet, get the peanut butter, get the jelly. Open up the refrigerator if you keep it in the bread and keep it in the refrigerator. Get the bread out. Get a plate. Get a, get a fork and a spoon or a knife, however you like to do it. And then you lay the bread down on the, on the take the bread out first. Lay it down open face on the plate. Some of y'all like to toast it, so you may want to toast it first, how it is. Put the peanut butter on one side, put the jelly on the other side, then you smash it together, cut it in half, and eat it. You just made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Tell your teachers to explain what math to you like, peanut, like making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Science, history, tell them to explain it to you in a way that you can understand. If it ain't peanut butter and jelly, say, hey, teacher, if you was going to the store and you, you were on a racetrack, and you had to stop at the store to get something before you finished the race. It was a must to do. Tell me how you would do that. You got to do 10 laps. You got to do 10 laps around. How many, tell her, whatever, how many laps it is. Say, just say, hey, look, teacher, how many, how many steps is it in this math problem to learn, to understand this math problem? Okay. Explain it to me like you would do if you was going to the grocery store buying something. Whatever is easy for you. Some of y'all may be fashion. Some of y'all may be making a sandwich. Some of y'all may be cooking. Some of y'all may be riding a bike. You see what I'm saying? So let's tell them, say, look, how about this? I teach you something, and then you teach me that. And some teachers be like, we ain't got time for this. It's like, no, see, the class will be in on this. Because if you don't understand, chances are it's some other people that don't understand. Say, look, we understand better when you explain it in the everyday stuff that we do. And this is the same for grammar school or college level. When you explain things in a way that, that people and stuff that things that people do every day, they better understand it. 
which is why when you read college books, they don't, they no longer just give you, Hey, a equals B plus C. They give you a story around it. Let's say you're doing accounting or you're doing engineering. They will give you a, a whole backstory and start explaining the terms of that career or that field in the story. And they'll tell you, well, this is what you have coming in. This is what you have. Let's say, for example, you went to the coffee shop, you had $5, right? And in the coffee shop, you sitting there for an hour, you, well, you bought yourself a tea. A tea costs like $1.25. And you sitting there, somebody else come in that you know, you decide you want to sit there a little bit longer. You done did all your work. You want to sit there longer and talk a little bit. So you get yourself a little muffin or whatever. A muffin costs $2.75. And then somebody else walk in and say, hey, I was looking for you. Here's the $25 that you loaned me. You say, ooh, I'm rich. $25 more, $25 extra dollars. So now you, you came in with five. You spent $1.25 and you spent $2.75, right? And then somebody gave you $25. And then somebody else came in that you knew that you owed them $10. So you gave them $10. Now my question to you is how much money do you have left? What do you got to do to figure that out? So you need to start writing down the entries of first what you started off with, right? Write down what you started off with. I started off with $5. I, I bought a tea, $1.75. I mean, $1.25. So how much I got left? I got $3.75 left. And then I bought a muffin that was $2.75. So how much I got left? I got $1 left. And then somebody came in and gave me $25. So how much you got now? Now I got $26. And then somebody came in, you owe them $10. Now that you subtracting that, right? So now how much you got left? Because you gave them their $10. You got $16 left. You just did accounting. You just did accounting. We just did it together. All right? And so you can explain. You can, have, you can ask your teacher, look, I'm going to teach you something. You teach me something. Let's do it that way. That way I can understand. It works in every field. Every field. All right? So, finishing off the Lord's Prayer. Are we running out of time? Hold on. So, it says, that kingdom come that will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So, what you got to believe and understand here is that God says you're healed already. You are healed already. And so, every time you go into church, you should be advancing, not taking a step backwards, not staying in the same place. You should be going forward, forward. Every time you go to church, Forward march. You never hear a soldier's group, a soldier when they're marching, you don't hear them saying, reverse march. When, anytime you're in a movie, they don't teach you reverse, they teach you going forward. Everybody knows they're going reverse. They constantly teach them going forward. Even if they run around in circles, it's forward march. The only thing you need to back up is a car if it's in the wrong direction, but normally they point the car so it goes out immediately. Right? That's how you want to you want to be able to drive out immediately, right? And so when you go into church, you drive it in to get some information, get some wisdom, some knowledge. So you can what? Advance, keep going forward and not backwards. You're like, but wait, I'm going back home. Ain't that going backwards? No. That's making a circle. You leave out your house, you go to church, you get the information that God got for you. You turn around, you may go, you come out that church, you may go to a restaurant, you're applying that, that good love to the waitress, blessing the waitress, right? Remember, never go to a restaurant and leave without tipping. Those people live off of tips. Don't ever leave less than $5. I don't care if you just buy a coffee. Give that lady, give that lady or man a $5 tip for a 50 cent coffee. 
If you go into one of them sit-down restaurants, leave a tip. If you go to McDonald's and get a coffee, leave them. McDonald's don't always pay them well. Leave them a tip. Leave them a tip. Some of them, that's their second job, and some of them, that's their only job. Some of them trying to get through school. Leave them folks a tip. All right? You going out of church, go to a restaurant, then you going to go back home or whatever. You taking that, you, you practicing this love and all this, this knowledge, this information, this wisdom that you just got from church. And when you get back home into your community, you applying that stuff. You applying all that blessing and goodness that you learn. I'm a good steward. Yeah. I'm going to teach, I'm going to teach my community about, I'm going to be an example of being a good steward. I'm a tither. I heal. Don't nobody die around me. Cause I'm gonna live, I'm gonna raise them up. I tell them about salvation, offer salvation. I walk out this salvation. I walk around judging people. Being saved, you have the right to judge. Being saved, you have the right to judge. But you don't have the right to keep people from salvation. That's what you don't do. And so the judgment comes in discernment. Okay, hold on. Such and such and such and such. Yeah, that ain't God. Let me get back from that. And that's to protect you. You must judge to protect yourself. That's God moving you around all hurt, harm, and dungeon. Hold on, there's a pothole. Don't go there. Stop. Go around. It's a pothole. You feel me? And so God will move you around the potholes. He'll have you to move mountains out your way. He'll make you, he'll have you to move mountains out your way. You point at that thing and it will move. So, advance. Expect to advance every time you go to church. Expect to learn something new. It's like in heaven. When anybody says hallelujah, glory to God, they discover something new about the Lord God Almighty, about the Father. They discover something new. Every time they say hallelujah, kid you not. Hallelujah, glory to God. Every time they worship the Father, they find something new. Something they didn't see. Something they didn't see. Something they didn't even know. They find something new, right? Every time you go to church, you should be discovering something new about you and the Father and about what God wants for you to do. Ask God to let you read pages of your book. You should be hearing something new from God every time you go to church. When you don't put a demand on your pastor, then he might just start going from his own wisdom because you ain't putting a demand on him, then what are you going to God for? He should be going to God for going to God anyway, no matter what, even if you don't put a demand on him. But sometimes when you when he don't he or she don't feel needed, they be like, What's up, God? How you doing? Yo, God, what stock should I invest in? They ain't even thinking about y'all. Why? Because you ain't put a demand on them. You ain't put a demand on them. So how you gonna put a demand on your pastor? Pray. Pray every day. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Pray for your pastor. Father God, I just thank you for advancing my pastor. I thank you, Lord God, for blessing my pastor. Thank you for blessing their family. Making sure, thank you, Lord God, for they are sound mind and sound body. Thank you, Lord God. Beloved, above all things, I wish that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Thank you, Lord God, for prospering the soul of my pastor. Thank you, Lord God, for prospering my soul. So I'm thanking God for blessing your pastor. Lord God, give my pastor some nuggets of wisdom. Give my, matter of fact, don't just give him nuggets. Give him a whole plate. We hungry. So, Lord God, keep me hungry for you. 
keep me hungry for you because I, I want to keep, I, I don't want to, I don't want to turn to the right or to the left. I want to stick with you, God, forever and ever. Ever, ever? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel me? You gotta, you gotta pursue God. Pursue God like you pursue those, more than you pursue Gucci pants. More than you pursue Armani. More than you pursue gold jewelry and, and silver and whatever. More than you pursue assets and wealth. Pursue God even more. Because you can't take that stuff with you. And if you pursue God more than you pursue stuff and people, he's going to bless you eternally. And all that stuff you, you thought was important, when you get to heaven, you're like, whoa, the streets are paved in gold. And I was wearing this stuff around my neck thinking I was a big thing. And God's like, oh, that's the street. What you want to carry the street around in your pocket, bud? He's like, I got something better. Faith is the power of the currency up here. Faith is a currency in heaven. So start practicing that right now. Practice faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Now faith. Now faith. Amen. Glory to God. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you want to, I'm going to offer salvation to you again. Amen. Glory to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you want to read the rest of, I please read the rest of the book of uh, Matthew chapter 6. The Lord's Prayer goes up to... Uh, I always go up to 16, but it stops at, I believe, 14. Let me go look. I, I want you to stay hungry for the word. But I stopped there because it's time to go. But um, mm -hmm. it stops actually at 13, but I always take it a little bit further because it talks about forgiving, forgiving those that have trespassed against you tells you basically how to keep your prayers how to keep your blessings is what Jesus is talking about how to keep your blessings for those, of, for those that did not receive Christ as their Lord and Savior but you want to you want to be forgiven of your sins repeat this prayer after me Lord Jesus I ask you to forgive me of all my sins I confess my sins before you this day I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was from this day forward, Lord Jesus. I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%.
Make me a light in this earth and the salt that gives it flavor. And from this day forward, I will live for you, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus. And share the gospel of Christ Jesus with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. With evidence of speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Congratulations. You just got saved on LUTGradio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Amen. Say, I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. Amen. Say it. I am healed. God loves you 100%. Take the foundations course. It's 10 weeks. It's free. It's on the website. Uh, sign up and become a member um, of the website. Everything is open and free. The membership, you just sign up just so you can get some uh, other stuff and things that um, I'll be doing later. But just sign up and be like, yo, I got, I'm got. i already signed up. So when it comes through, she's going to do what she's going to do. And I can see it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. God loves you 100%. Amen. Pardon me. I apologize. I'm just jingling my keys. And I'm jingling my keys and my tent just fell down. So some of y'all that are watching on the other side, maybe, I don't know, it didn't come up. Okay, so, um, God loves you, and he wants the best for you, right? God loves you, and he wants the best for you. And so now you are a new creature, right? You're a new creature. And... Sometimes it's like taking off earmuffs or taking off headphones. And you see, hold on. I feel different now. Because when you have headphones on and you take them off, when you have them on, everything is shut out. The whole world is shut out. You, you know, you don't hear much around you. But when you take the headphones off, you can hear what's going on around you. God remove sin away from you when you when you receive forgiveness of your sins god has taken sin off of you so you can hear him because sin will put you in a box and dig a grave and stick you stick your soul in it and and you feel stifled you're like man i feel like i can't move but with god he set you free some of y'all know that you suddenly got a no peace by what I just said. Just say Jesus. You're free. You're not. You're free. You're above the earth. You're not in a coffin. You're free. You're not stuck somewhere. You're free. You're free. Know this. You are free. Some of y'all been having bad dreams about being stuck someplace, and and it looks like people are standing in front of you. Those are demon spirits looking like friendly, friendly human beings. You're free. You're free. You are free. You are free. If in the mirror, you look in the mirror, and your parents were black, or dark skin like me, both of them, 
Maybe you had a white relative somewhere down the line or whatnot. You may have some of the characters of them, but chances are you're going to look like your parents. Sometimes you look like your grandparents. That happens. You look like your grandparents. But don't let don't share your mind or your body with no dead thing. Never do that. Because that's the enemy just trying to steal your soul. Some of think, oh, but you know, those things give me power. No. Those things manipulate the power that God already put inside of you. You're already powerful. You have the blood of Jesus. You're the righteousness of God. You have the when you when you believe in the Lord and you make that confession of faith, God makes his home in you. The Father and the Son. You have all the power you need. All you gotta do is pray. Talk to God. What up, Jesus? How you doing? Good morning, it's me. Whatever your name is. Good morning, Lord, it's me. How you doing? You don't have to be super formal. You God would rather you talk to him than not talk to him. Some people think, well, I'm not, I don't talk that well. You know, I'm not really formal. I don't know how to formally talk to God. Open up your mouth and he'll feel it. He moves by the intent of your heart. Open up your mouth. Say, Lord God, speak through me. Speak to me, God. I want to talk to you, Lord. I want to hear you. Holy Spirit is in the earth sent by God the Father. The Holy Spirit don't take instructions from you. But he'll take back a question to the Father. You can say, Holy Spirit, I want to talk to the Father myself. Holy Spirit, what do you what what does the Father say? What is this? What's going on? What should I be doing? Because the Holy Spirit will lead you in the way to go. Here he got instructions from the Father. Holy Spirit, sometimes I get confused. What's this and what's that? I, I hear different voices. Sometimes you hear the voice, you hear your own conscience talking. You also hear the, the devil talking. And sometimes you hear men talking. Why? Because we are all connected to the Father. And we're all connected to one another. We're all connected to one another because we all come from the same source, Jehovah God. We are all family, but we don't act like it. We don't act like family. We mistreat one another for the color of our skin. We mistreat one another because we're too skinny or too fat, too tall, too short, cockeyed, whatever. Supermodel. People mistreat supermodels. <laughs> it's great. Because the whole time they said, I really wish I was a supermodel so they mistreat the people that are what they want to be. Or they want to be a lawyer, so they start making lawyer jokes and calling lawyers stupid. Don't mistreat people. We are all family. We all come from God. We all come from the Father. If God had, God wants it his way, he wants all of us saved. He says everybody should have an opportunity for salvation before I go ahead and roll this thing up. Before this world ends, everybody will have an opportunity for salvation. If everyone is guaranteed an opportunity of salvation, that means God wants his family back. Every one of you, even you that have practiced Satanism, 
Because he know you were tricked and deceived. He know you were defiled as a kid and you trying to get back. He's like, yo, if you want to let go of that revenge, I will deliver you and I will get justice for you. Never pray for revenge. Always pray for justice. Revenge don't belong to you. It belongs to the Father. It don't belong to you. It belongs to the Father. Justice is yours. Because he made you the righteousness of God. He made you just. He called Abel just. He called Jesus just. Remember, God loves you and he wants the very best for you. All right? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to... I did not do the whole armor of God because we did we did salvation and that covers that <laughs> amen glory to God but I want to give you this before we go I want to let you know before we go amen first off no weapon formed against you shall prosper alright go with me to Numbers chapter 6 verse 24 it says the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Remember. Tell somebody about how you got saved. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Jesus loves each and every one of us and he wants us blessed. My name is Kathy Brox. This is the LUTG Radio Show. Go in peace. Go your way and sin no more. All right? All right. Peace out, y'all. LUTGradio.com. Check us out.